Live, live from the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any criticism of an actor slash director who's grown a beard to be taken more seriously is intended for entertainment purposes only. Right, Ben Affleck? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toad Hop Network. And the Movie Guys Live, great to have you here. I am your main movie guy, Paul Preston, along with Adam Witt, Lee Caius, and Karen Volpe. And you've hit ground zero for movies, all things movies. we got news, we got reviews, we've got previews, we've got movie talk, and more. We bring it to you every Thursday at 7 Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, all good things begin with something patriotic, uh, whether it's a sporting event or your first day at school. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we're going to do the same. I believe we're going to lead with a pledge, but our pledge of love for movies. So uh, I believe that's something we should start with, Adam. You guys yeah. want to lead and, us? I mean, it's like a school day, right? So let's begin our school day here. Now, of course, this is a week where Taken 2 has come out. Uh, so I'm going to begin with the Liam Neeson National Pledge. Uh, yes. If you'd all please put your hands over your heart and genuflect as I s and repeat after me. I don't know who you are. I don't, I don't know, know who you are. are. I don't know what you want. I don't, I don't know, know what, what you want. want. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. But what, what I, I do have are a very particular set of skills. skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go, if you let my daughter go, that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. But if you don't, but if, if you, you don't, don't, I will look for you. I will, I will look, look for you. you. I will find you. I will find you. And I will kill you. And, and I, I will kill, kill you. you. You know, I don't get to say that enough in real life. <laughs> and that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> I just hope they don't ruin that pledge by putting God in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're looking for communists and we have to root out which ones are or aren't, we can just throw that in the pledge. Well, there's a hit. We uh, That's uh, <laughs> That's a play ball, I think, at the end. Also, any good game begins with that. So um, let's talk October movies. October is famous for what? Uh, Halloween and sexy costumes. Uh, yes. And snuggling. The Reds no longer being in the playoffs. <laughs> snuggling. <laughs> no, snuggling, is, snuggling is reserved for October. Yes. I guess it, is a chill in the air. Apparently he only gets a snuggle it's once a when year. when I begin my snuggling snggling. <laughs> Outstanding. Seriously. Do you get your snuggies out? I do. You nice. can't snuggle in July. No, well, you can't true. snuggle it's in July. Sticky. Try snuggling in July. In Burbank. It's you not going to happen. July is for chillaxing. Uh, I think yeah. that's the chillaxing season. <laughs> Well, one thing October isn't necessarily known for is movies, and hopefully there's a new crop of films out there that will change that. And the first one we're going to look at is Taken 2, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Taken 2 is the number one movie in the country. It made a billion dollars over the weekend. So we begin our review. But before we get too deep into all of this, I just want to say that we actually want to take time to thank our winners of the guest, the title of the sequel to Taken Contest. Oh, oh yeah, good. Mm -hmm. That's right. We have Taken a lot of two, yeah. Well, tons of people, right? Taken two just narrowly beat out. Still taken. Taken again. Taken two more. Taken her. Look who's taken now. Taken to the streets. Taken two <laughs> with a T O O. And oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Did, did, uh, did you see how they did that? It's there? Taken as well, much like Teen Wolf. Well. And well. lastly, taken to the limit one more time. Yes. Liam Neeson, one of Hollywood's finest Liams, is right where we want him. Back 
as Taken's man with a particular set of skills. He returns to kick ass and take really long foreign names in Taken 2. That's an odd way to sum yourself up, I think. I mean, Cake Boss has a particular set of skills. <laughs> Neeson's on a fun vacation in Europe with his family, but the vacation is fun for only five minutes until every cousin of every man that Liam Neeson ever killed in the first Taken movie shows up again. This time they kidnap Liam Neeson mm. while the daughter listens on the phone. Lucky for him, the grenade doesn't fall far from the tree, and it isn't long before the whole family is being pursued, where everybody seems to be pursued in action movies these days, along the corrugated rooftops of an overpopulated foreign city. Now, the great thing about that, though, is if you're trying to elude a village, a villain on these uh, rooftops in these villages, sometimes they can get distracted and accidentally start chasing Matt Damon or Daniel Craig or Edward Norton, yeah. who's already up there. Especially if it's in the Middle East. Of course. They're all hanging out in the Why Middle East on the rooftops. Why wouldn't they be on the roof? So maybe no one's no across the rooftop in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> There's snow. It's we can't have that. Well, maybe so. Maybe no more vac vacations for this family at all. Or mm -hmm. maybe they just all go to the mall, go to Orange Julius, and then see if they can all get back home safely. The villain in this movie looks like the most interesting man in the world. I don't always try and kill Liam Neeson, but when I do, I prefer a kidnapping scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I saw him, I expected to see hot women around him and him drinking. Yeah, him like in a canoe, wearing one of those uh, one of those Shriner hats, driving a car. <laughs> for some reason, that that makes you an interesting man. Maggie Grace plays Liam's daughter and is heard to exclaim, "Isn't Dad the greatest?" No, when your dad buys you a PlayStation. Yes, dear, that makes him the greatest. But when your dad rescues you from trained assassins, sorry, they don't make a mug at Spencer Gifts for that guy on Father's Day. Yeah, how did this movie not open on Father's Day? Huh. Hmm? Oh, that's true. You know, Liam Neeson once fought a pack of wolves with his bare hands. Sexy. I have no punchline here. That's just something that happened. It's true. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> he did that once. He's there. And the <laughs> film is uh, directed by Olivier Megaton. <gasps> Olivier Megaton. <laughs> Paul, he is the bomb. Oh, thank you. Do you honey, see what I that. did there? Yeah. yeah, well, let's get to what's important. Did we like the movie? Um, at first, I was a little confused by the beginning because I didn't understand why Brian Mills, the character that Liam Neeson plays, he and his wife were divorced at the top of the movie, so I was trying to work you, that you, out. You can't figure out how that happened? Well, <laughs> I have a feeling if you <laughs> lost your daughter at the park for just an hour, it would end up in a very <laughs> awkward, silent car ride home. The first movie she's taken by criminals who are trying to kill her. <laughs> Honey, what a rough call to make. How do we keep the wife together? We have to keep our love together. And my dad left me at Little League for like a half an hour, and he just never heard the end of it. <laughs> Honey, this is going to sound really weird. But this is another case. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but this is another case of like a really studly guy losing his wife. Well, that's the other thing that's kind of weird is not only I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, Adam, with the whole idea of maybe they got a divorce, but this woman works fast. I mean, she's hot and all, but this dude, she's remarried. The guy's got a mansion. She is set. And somehow this is proof that Liam Neeson is like totally the hottest, most awesomest guy ever. He's best friends with her still. They're all hanging out, talking to the daughter together. There's no heat between them. They're still friends. Well, so she left because she heard that George Clooney from The Descendants was available. So she <laughs> Another film. <laughs> where how the hell would that yeah. ever happen? I'm gonna Please. Leave, I'm going to leave the richest, handsomest guy in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah, the land baron, no less. <laughs> Let me leave the guy that can save the world and... You know, diffuse bombs. I just want to find a man that'll make me feel safe. Sorry, Lena. Sorry, Lena. We, we can't have it. Just can't do so this. I just couldn't see how she'd leave Liam. Constantly either. crossing the other side of the street. To, you know, no. 
Uh, I love how they established that Brian is overly obsessive compulsive. I mean, the guy has this particular set of skills, but really comes across as a super tortured guy. Always worried about the great lengths and the, the goings on around him, spying on the people, eyeballing every goon that gives him a look. Well, that's it. It's like the super spy equivalent of checking your keys extra much once you've locked it in the car. Like that, that whole week you check two or three times. It's like you must be constantly touching his daughter. Just to make still sure here, right? There. Still here? Still here. Still here. Okay, what's that? Text what's that? Here. Well, the fact that he was able to rescue his daughter from all these bad guys and, as we know in other movies, fight off wolves and things, it just goes to show you how difficult it is to keep a marriage together. I believe uh, even before we revisit the family Neeson in Taken 2, we are introduced to uh, quickly to all the dumbasses that Liam Neeson is going to kill. And I yeah. think they have names, but only in the credits. Let's meet the other contestants. <laughs> well, there's That's all number one. <laughs> Will he make it to minute 45? You know, like in Star Trek, they always have the guys who come in in those like red shirts. Is that yes. what it is? Oh, These are the red shirts Absolutely, the red shirts too. of the Taken world. Like yeah. Naked Gun used to give credits to the guys one line. Like, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. And they give the guy's name. They should have like, guy who took a knife to the head. <laughs> Let's guy kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him. Yeah. And there are cousins upon cousins upon nephews upon terrorists upon kidnappers upon cousins. They're all in Turkey. Apparently, Turkey is a very fertile country for crazy cousins. Well, that, they have the best corrugated rooftops around. They do have. <laughs> it's a do. great Lovely. place to have sex. It's <laughs> underrated, really. Especially lots Turkey. of male heirs. <laughs> uh, well, that being said, the movie is really about nothing else. I mean, they make no attempt to expand, for lack of a better word, the world of Taken. Well. Uh, meet dumbasses, revenge story, kill dumbasses, credits. There's the, your movie. The cool thing, though, i got to give him credit for this, is that they make the daughter really a badass. So she isn't the reason he keeps getting into trouble. And neither is the wife, which is so refreshing for a woman, because a lot of times you see these movies, and that's the whole reason, oh, the daughter falls down and she gets you know attacked by a tiger or something, and then but the guys get it. they can take their own. They can take care of Yeah, they totally kick ass. He's like, hey, go into the closet, get out a grenade. And she goes, okay. As if that's not fucking crazy. She didn't stop to try on shoes or play word with friends. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, oh, no. And she, you know, he says, hey, throw this grenade over there. And she throws it onto this you know, car and blows she it up. She was raised well. Here's what that's I'm... That's right. And that brings up a good point because I've watched enough of these movies that, just to tangent real quick, Born, Born Legacy, Born Supremacy, the, the good one. Born Ultimatum. Oh, Born Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Fun times. Born Ultimatum. It was a Born Ultimatum. And Born Jason Bourne's going through that city, the city, the downtown park area with the reporter. He's going through that little Times Square area. And he's telling the reporter what to do. And he just kicked the crap out of like 12 guys. <laughs> right? And the reporter questions whether or not Matt Damon's making the best choices. At no point does a daughter question Liam exactly. and go, oh, I don't know. Do you think maybe one grenade? Or maybe I should just call the cops. No point does That's she like question. Dri drives me nuts in every Die Hard sequel. It's like they don't. John McClane all of a sudden doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't <laughs> save the Nakatomi Plaza. He didn't save the airport. It's like, come on, John McClane, once again, you have expended my patience. Okay. And they're all irritated with him, but he totally <laughs> saved their ass. John McClane, I know we saw in the news you saved a whole building, but this thing, this theory you have in the airport, I'm just not buying it. It's yeah. just like Quincy. Every week, oh, Quincy yeah. has done something amazing the week before, Quincy. and then. At the very beginning, I don't know, Quincy. There's no way you can solve just this. Just like Quincy. House, I, I'm not going to take your first recommendation on this one. No. <laughs> well, that's my point is that for, for 20 minutes, Matt Damon has been saving this guy's bacon. And then all of a sudden, he's convinced, 
no, this is the word. This is the one where you're going to make a mistake. I'm going to go on my own. So it's a good thing that they believe their father. Yes. Despite well, her name is Kim, which sets her up to fail because Kim uh, was also Jack Bauer's daughter, yeah, who 24. was the one who got caught in the in the bear trap. The bear trap. The one, all these different of. things to get him in trouble. And he's another guy who's like, every year I save yeah. the world, <laughs> and I have to come back and be doubted again by the politics. You know, I mean, I get upset at work when I have to explain myself. I'm like. You know, I'm I'm the guy that did the last project here. I don't really have to. I can get this done. <laughs> well, I also think it's kind of fun that not only does she get go and listen to her dad, but at one point she has to run over the rooftops, and she does a very good job of it, and she never falls or slips. And I just think to myself, this woman is participating. You know, she's probably got Liam Neeson's genes. That's why she's able to do it. But she doesn't get all hung up in the fact that she was just recently kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. That never slows her down. I appreciate women that don't get hung up on that. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. She doesn't go, but Dad. Would sex slavery bother you? <laughs> no? Oh, no. Somebody get that right up front. Yeah. I know it's our first date, yeah. but I just want to put that on the table. I put that in my OKC profile. <laughs> How do you feel about staying in a storage crate for a week uh. or so? <laughs> Good, good, okay. Good, good. Okay, well, let's just let's order dinner. That clears a hurdle. Yeah, well, what kind of wine would you like? Um... Now this film act, this film does uh, sport a good quality that other uh, Luc Besson produced films has. It takes itself seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, such as the case with the Colombiana, which was also directed by Olivier Megaton. Olivier Megaton. <laughs> there are no brazen attempts at uh, at humor that fail miserably with Taken Two. Uh, the movie's about Liam Neeson kicking ass and and about his daughter learning to drive. Also true. It's really about that. Yeah, it books end, book ends nicely yes. with License to Drive. It's the, it's a Corey Hay movie wrapped in... <laughs> the, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, I'm not giving anything crucial away. The daughter... <laughs> Did she pass the test? Well, uh, don't spoil it. I won't tell you. She's learning to drive at the beginning of the movie. Then she gets some pretty kick-ass practice during the movie. Ah, Transporter 4 style, right? At the, at the end... <laughs> well, she had two choices. Would, okay. yeah. he, had, he said, either you can shoot bad guys and kill them or drive. She was like, I'll do the driving. Yeah. Those were really the only choices. When my dad and I would go on vacation, he'd be like, do you want to sit shotgun or do you want to sit in the back? That was really my choices. I rode in the trunk. Oh. Yay! <laughs> I don't know if I should have played that then. I just have that effect and wanted to play it. No, that's... <laughs> no, I'm happy. Paul is so trunk. excited about his soundboard it's... capabilities now. I mean, for example, if you were to mention Olivia Megaton, you know... Olivia Megaton. <laughs> I'm getting one of those for the house. I want <laughs> like, one for me. That was easy. It's just like that. Well, uh, the good news is Liam Neeson isn't captured for long. When he is captured, then he returns to kicking ass as he does kicking all the bad guys' asses. It's, it's what the movie really is. There are so many bad guys, and there's so little time. 92 minutes total. Any longer than that would get weird. It would be, but that's a lot of ass kicking for 90 minutes straight. And not much else. No. That's why I loved it. That's what I, I want in a movie. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of drama. No, there's no drama. <laughs> I'm really am tired of, of having to root for him and hoping he doesn't make a mistake. You know what? Give me two hours of a guy winning. That's he, all yeah. I want. Well, that's we not having stakes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, yeah, just oh, want at winning. At one point, he was tied up for a second. It was very hot. Very hot. I'll trust and then, you. <laughs> it was great. And then he got out, and it was awesome. No, I just, I just want to see a guy constantly getting over on the bad guys, making the right decisions, and at the end, we have a parade. That's what I want. There's sort of a parade. There's, okay. <laughs> You'll see. I want that scene at the end of Star Wars where they all get medals 
and we congratulate them on what a great job they did because I watched two hours of them win. Well, that's the great thing about Taken and, and Transporter and all these like Luc Besson produced movies is they are so simple. There's a there's a loner guy. He doesn't need anything else in his life, and then something happens to him, and then, well, my favorite thing is when any bad guy screws with the wrong guy. Like they think they can get something on over this person, but you just pick the wrong guy. Yep. So I, I love that Taken is just so simple. Like, that call comes so immediately at the beginning of the movie. I haven't seen Taken 2, you guys have seen it. That call comes so immediately. Yeah. She learns Even to drive simpler. a little bit, yeah. and then the call comes. That's it. It's Even awesome. Daddy, we're having such a great day. What could ruin this, right? You Just that much it's, time. It's, and, yeah. it's as if you've seen the movie. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because these Luc Besson produced movies, I think, have been better than the ones he's directed lately. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of his. I love The Professional, La Femme Nikita, Fifth Element, meh. Yeah, that's where the kind of the wacky good. humor came in, and I would rather they just took it more seriously. Still, there is the after he stopped directing point. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of his produced stuff, and, and after The Professional and, and Fifth Element and all those movies, then he started going on to producing these movies, and they had the same sort of kick-ass you know thing that The Professional did, like like I said, like uh, you know Unleashed and uh, Kiss of the Dragon and Transporter. I mean, they're just really great, like just svelte movies, is what I would say. They get in, they get out, they do exactly what uh, Lee Kias needs, and uh, <laughs> and that's not only his movie watching, just you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but but the thing was, I was like, wow, he's just really uh, all aces on uh, on these movies he's producing. I can't wait till he starts directing again. I, what I want is the Gonzo porn of action movies, where nobody's delivering a. Piece pizza. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. broken down by the side <laughs> right. of the road. There's no PTA conference. Just get to the winning in the action in the event. Hey, we're here with a video camera, and we're going to get this person we've yeah. already paid to pretend to introduce ourselves to to have sex. No. Yes, exactly. Just um, to the chase, the thing is, I think part of when we were getting ready to watch the movie, they put on that whole thing about do not have your phone on during the movie. It's a whole production, and there's Nemo. It's very mm. lovely. Turn your damn phone off, basically. So that happened, and then the credits started to run, and there was Turkey, and Liam Neeson was starting to walk around, and uh, the, the guy ahead of us, maybe like five rows, had his phone on, and he started playing Words with Friends. Clearly, I could see he was playing Words with Friends. And Alex I, Baldwin was in the theater. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> And it made me so mad that I was eating some M&M's, the little peanut ones. Not a text, not a doctor on call. Words no, words of friends. Not a, I'm, not a, I'm turning this off. I'm, yeah. really, I'm studying was, for my yeah. next move. Oh. Yeah, I have a complex and phone. Where's the off button? I'm yeah. normal, normally a very kind of quiet person in, well, in life, not here. But um, So I was eating my M&M's, and it just pissed me off so quickly that it was just like the movie. I was like, I hate you. And I immediately shot the thing at the dude. No, I'm not saying Wait, much of an you athlete. Threw an M and M. Clearly, bang and hit a guy in the square head? in the back of the head. It bounced off his head. Are you not? Yeah, I know. Regular or peanut? Peanut. Okay. It, I can do some damage. Oh, seriously. And he pissed, and he flipped around, and now Paul's sitting next to me, and I'm pretending like I didn't do it. You could Paul cuss a man. <laughs> Paul didn't know what happened, but the guy didn't figure out it was us. Thank God. He's not like oh, the little white girl hit me with an M and M. Then he flipped around the other direction, and he was all pissed. And then you could tell he sort of knew he was an asshole because he kind of was like, well, maybe I should put my phone yeah. away. It's pretty selfish of you because you know who has to take that punch if that guy gets up. Right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, Paul could run across the roof of the theater. It'd be no big deal. It'd Wait, be fun. That's interesting. That's like the equivalent to wanting to have sex after like watching nine and a half weeks or something. Right. right? You're like, like oh, my God, ass. I'm so charged up. You're like, all right, we're going into ticking two. Like, everybody turn off your phones. That's what it was like. I lost my mind. I was getting glass. I was putting it on my... My knuckles are ready to kick ass. That happened to me at Fight Club when I saw Fight Oh, Club. you wanted to start? I did, too. Because I did, too. I was so manly when I left that. Well, a couple of things happened. <laughs> I went into the theater when it was daylight, 
and came out when it was night. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that, but it really works you. It really kind of affects you because the whole world is Tyler was a night person. Yes, and, <laughs> and I was alone at the time. I went and saw the movie by myself. I was in my late 20s. Um, you know, I, I was that guy in the movie, and I just came out just so ready yeah. to punch but not somebody in the face. So oh, okay. I yeah. can relate. No, that really did work, too. Uh, yeah. Eminem. They don't get that mad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I chucked a juji at a guy. It's such a good movie. And not directed by Olivier Megaton. Olivier I'm wondering how many movies we could list that are not directed by Olivier Megaton. Please don't. Please continue to list. Armored? Armored? Oh, wait. No. I think that is directed by... Olivier Megaton. Olivier Megaton. Oh, enjoy. All right. I do like the nine and a half weeks uh, parallel, though. No, that's true, because yeah. talking about having a particular set of skills, mm-hmm. yeah, hey. particular set of skills. Mm. I have a no. I have a particular affinity at having long nicknames. Nels of ghoul. <laughs> Conversely, there are movies you cannot have sex after. Explain. Schindler's List. Well, that's well true. I yeah, did that's not true. get laid up. I was yeah, breaking the way. Join me in the shower. See, it's awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awkward. Seems weird. Seems weird. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon, really. In the shower. Breaking the waves. There you go. That's not helping. But this whole thing with Liam Neeson as a tough guy, I'm excited about. I mean, Oh, yeah, this has been such a total turn. And it's great. What a great actor for this to happen to, to become this total, like, I mean, if you five years ago were like, ah, who's going to be, or ten years ago, who's going to be the next Stallone? Who's going to be the next The Rock? Who's going to be next to her? That guy, guy from Suspect. That guy from Suspect. <laughs> well, I, Maybe not I so much. Whenever I first, I feel like I first knew him from um, Schindler's List, but I guess you're right. He was in, what was he in before He was in then? The Bounty. He was in The Dark Man. 30 years ago. Oh, he's really? been in stuff forever. Yeah, well, Dark Man, that's kind of cool because that's a superhero movie. I mean, he, he does mm-hmm. have roots in being like a, a cool <laughs> superhero type. You have Adam going on superhero movies now. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> because for me, I didn't really know him until Schindler's Me List. Either. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of disappeared and became, and then came came back. He played an IRA terrorist in episode two of Miami Vice. Well, everyone knows that, Adam. This is well, okay. <laughs> so then obviously you was know about Bruce on, Willis in episode three. Sky is blue, grass is green. Was okay. he ever on Quincy? That's all I need to know. <laughs> I think after his wife passed away is when he started getting badass. Do you think he's just pissed? Maybe that's it. Well, the great thing about him is we know he has these incredible phone skills thanks to his character in Taken. But uh, were you aware, gentlemen and lady... <laughs> Yes. That these phone skills are not just the ones he used to intimidate terrorists, but he uses that voice on the phone all the time. All the time? You don't say. Well, let's listen in. Hello, Little Tony's. Pick up for delivery. Look, I don't know who you are. Uh, This is Little Tony. I don't know what you want. Well, I'd (laughs) like you to try our two large pizza special. If you're looking to kidnap my daughter, I can tell you I have no money. I didn't kidnap your daughter. I've got two pizzas for $16.99. Do you have $16.99? What I do have is a particular hunger for cheese and sauce. Well, then you've come to the right place. And two toppings are included. A hunger I've acquired during a very long football pregame show. Okay. I got a lot of calls, so what toppings do you want on the pizzas? I have a hunger for pepperoni that makes me a nightmare for people like you. So is that double pepperoni? Because we've got meat lovers. You know, I can give you two of those for $16.99. Now, I want you to listen very close. I have an allergy to sausage, an allergy that makes it a nightmare for my acid reflux. Okay, so just double pepperoni. If you send a double pepperoni and black olives to 1498 Cross Canyon Road now, that'll be the end of it. Okay, but that's an extra topping. I would not look for a better deal. I will not pursue a better deal. I, I, I got a charger for the extra topic. But if you don't, 
I will call Papa John's. I will find the extra pepperoni I seek, and I will eat the shit out of it. Well, with the extra topping, it only comes to $19.99, and that's still for two pizzas. And I will kill you. All right, I'm just trying to make a living here, okay? I don't need threats. Where is my daughter? Yeah, look, I didn't kidnap your daughter. It's her shift. She's just working her shift. Give me a break and stop calling. Put her on the phone. Hi, Dad. I need you to listen very carefully. Here's what's going to happen next. You're going to ask for Easter off. I had to pick Easter or Good Friday. I'm on the schedule. Uh, excuse me. Hey, buddy, we've got a lot of calls here. I can't give all of my employees the holiday off. Her grandmother is very sick. If you give her Easter off, that'll be the end of it. Hey, you've got to ask for it in advance. You know what? I'm, I'm hanging up. Citibank. Look, I don't know who you are, but what I need is a particular line of credit. If you give me Checking Plus with overdraft protection, that'll be the end of it. Uh, we're going to go on a quick break. Uh, before we do, though, we're missing out on the big pres uh, vice presidential debate. Yes. You got an update for us, uh, Lee? I'd love to know exactly what's going on as we are uh, quartered here in the Toad Hop Network studios. Yes, Paul, it is uh, 40 to 36 heading into the fifth round. Now, CompuBox numbers show Biden landing more punches, but Ryan has a high, higher power punch percentage. Yes, he's been working yeah. out, P90X. CompuBox? Uh, these are debate terms. I don't know. It's all <laughs> politics. <laughs> no! Oh, I love the sound drops. That's why they call it the sweet science, Paul. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back in a few and talk about the movies that are coming up this weekend and what you should or should not see. This is the Movie Guys on Toad Hop Network. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like? Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like? Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers that type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from, so go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's Get Some Scent Bomb. Hey, parents. If your child's birthday is right around the corner, then listen up. BirthdayExpress.com has you covered with everything you need to make the next birthday the best one ever. From favors and treats to balloons, games, and decorations. Even better, go to BirthdayExpress.com today, use promo code PARTY, and get 15% off everything. Birthday Express also has an enormous selection of themes, including brands like Angry Birds, The Avengers, and Dr. Seuss. Just go to BirthdayExpress.com today and use code PARTY for 15% off. That's BirthdayExpress.com. Code party. Stop just dreaming about a brighter future. Go after it. If you're a technical thinker with the ambition to pursue your education, look to a leader in technology education. ITT Technical Institute. 
Call 1-800-741-5123. ITT Tech teaches skills and knowledge that can be used to pursue entry-level careers in our technology-driven culture. And ITT Tech is geared towards helping students pursue their goals. Instruction is designed to include practical, hands-on applications. For most full-time students, classes meet just three days a week, which can help make it easier for you to work and meet the other demands of life. Would pursuing a technology-related education align with your personal goals? Then call for an ITT Tech brochure at 1-800-741-5123. Call ITT Tech at 1-800-741-5123. Classes are forming now, so call ITT Tech, 1-800-741-5123. Are you sick of cigarettes ruling your life? Tired of the yellow teeth and shortness of breath? Think nothing out there works? Think again. Introducing Miraset, the all-new revolutionary solution to stop smoking forever. Miraset is an all-natural spray registered with the FDA created from homeopathic ingredients. Miraset suppresses your nicotine cravings and withdrawal symptoms, allowing your body to reprogram itself to remove the crave forever. Former longtime smokers are marveling over the effectiveness of Miraset. Randy writes, I've tried several stop smoking products without any success. After trying Miraset, Miraset, my overall health is so much better, and my urges have gone away. Miraset is not a temporary solution with harmful side effects like some of these other products. It is an all-natural and permanent solution to stop smoking for good. Order your one-month supply of Miraset today to end the nicotine addiction for only $49.95 with a money-back guarantee. We care about restoring your health. Order Miraset now and stop smoking forever. Call 800-394-6149. That's 800-394-6149. If you're like me... You probably had to do something hard today. I mean, personally, I hate washing out socks. That's why we made Geico.com so exceedingly easy. Easy to see how much you could save on car insurance. Easy to review and update your policy. Change of address. Just a few clicks and you're done. Visit Geico.com today. Because life is hard enough. I mean, I don't even wear socks. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Welcome back, everybody, to the Toad Hop Network and the Movie Guys Live. We are about to cover what films are going to be coming out this weekend, but... Well, we hope you enjoyed that slew of uh, advertisements and sponsors. And, you know, ever since we started this show, which is very recently, we have a brand new sponsor, which is kind of exciting. <laughs> so we'd like to just uh, recognize our sponsor. I think they have a uh, prepared bit that the... What? Adam, why don't you roll tape on Go ahead and roll in that tape, roll the tape, Paul. Go ahead and roll that in. Click it on the thing there. Yeah. All right. Okay. When you're ready. Has this ever happened to you? Hi, Dad. Yeah, I checked into my hotel here in Prague. Wait. What's that? What is it? I think someone's coming. And they have guns. Help, I'm being kidnapped. Of course it hasn't. So many people love the excitement of hearing a beloved family member begging for their lives in dire need of rescue. But who can afford to put their own daughter in danger? I mean, with the price of flying to a foreign country these days? Help, they're coming for me. I think they're here. Dad, what do I do? Are you ready to answer that question? Well, if you are, then here's a phone service just for you. It's one 888 take you Okay, I'm hiding under the bed like you said. Is that a good place? Can you hear them? I think they're coming. Help! For the low, low price of $3 for the first abduction and $9 every abduction after that, you can have a harrowing overseas nightmare unfold before your very ears, right from your own home. All right, I have your daughter. Do you have anything to say? Well, do you? 
We'll take we'll take your daughter and leave the threats to you. Listen, if you take my daughter, I'm gonna get so mad. Ah, that's okay, Dad. Not everyone can be Liam Neeson, and not everybody saves their daughter the first time. But you'll get the hang of it. Work up a speech of your choice to make that French scumbag shit his pants, and then call again. We offer kidnaps, kidnappings in a variety of locations. Mexico? You quiero you in the truck. Uh, further south in Mexico? Get in the truck. London? Is that a gun, governor? Kiev? Welcome to Kiev. I'm going to blow your head off. <laughs> Moscow? Gostadon, you bitches. And Cleveland? What are you going to do to me? I already live in Cleveland. <laughs> and we'll provide you with victims ready to order. There's the tough victim. If any of you fucking bricks move, I'm going to execute every motherfucking last one of you. The seductive victim. Oh, I like how these ropes, they scratch on my... Oh. The victim who's losing her shit. Oh, my God. Then he came in that into the big gap. And Tara Reed. Do you think we can get bottle service here? It's fun. It's exciting. You get to tell off some foreign scumbag, and after 10 or 12 abductions, it gets to be quite a rush. So call 1-888-2-TAKE-YOU before those guys cut her head off. Daddy, help! Who is this? I'm a nightmare you won't wake up from. La, 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 la. Hey, that's it! Call now. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that's our new sponsor. We guys, radio players, everyone. Thank you. 1-888-2-TAKE-YOU. <laughs> <laughs> Found to be another film coming out. Host soon your own abduction. You know what? It'll be relevant again. It's like a murder mystery party. With, Same thing. With the internet, internet one eight hundred call-in numbers are going to be really successful. I think. <laughs> That's true. It's That's bad. true. We could <laughs> offer a uh, uh, a service with a few no, videos no, 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 that are free at first, and then you pay. You get a couple of VHS tapes sent to your house. <laughs> Maybe one choose of those discs. the. Yeah, well, I was gonna write nine hundred numbers of, but do those exist well, anymore? That was, that was like a thing, right? Uh, yeah, in Turkey, in Turkey, in Turkey too. perhaps. And so does the dial phone from earlier. Nine seven seven. They were on oh. in Turkey. Oops. Uh, oh, apologies. Oh, hello. hello to the Turkish. Sorry, your country's we're huge named in Turkey. something that <laughs> Walter Turk Back Pussy. Cotter used to be a put down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about what's coming out this weekend. A uh, couple of big films. Previews. And the first one, yeah, let's preview Argo. Oh. Argo. Adam, you Argo. care to do that with me? Ergo. Ergo. It's more exciting than Ergo, I've heard, which is just a movie <laughs> about people referring to other things. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ergo, the preview. Ergo. Ergo, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Uh, we're thrilled to preview Argo here at the uh, Movie Guys Live. We're always proud to bring you reviews of movies that take place in the Middle East. For example, we review... <laughs> Why is that the case? It's just Why something is we every are. every movie from the Middle East? That's not right. Yeah. Anyway, it's just we something we're proud of. Uh, well, for example, we reviewed the trailer for Innocence of Muslims, and that went worldwide oh, viral. Yes. That Huge. was very popular. They love us in Turkey. That really is one of the big... We reviewed trailers here, obviously, in, in previews of movies. That was one of the biggest reactions to a trailer I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Kind of uh, proud. Kind of scared and kind of proud. In Argo, there's violence in the Middle East. Whoa, it's whoa, a, whoa. Hey, it's a story ripped from today's headlines, or maybe any day's headlines. <laughs> All right, tell me when this movie... Stop sounding interesting. Okay. From the director of The Town mm -hmm. and Gone Baby Gone okay. and the star of Geely, Forces oh. of Nature, Whoa. and Paycheck. Love Wait it. a second. No, the answer is never. This never gets uninteresting <laughs> because Argo celebrates Ben Affleck's third movie in a row without being a punchline. Mm. Yeah. He's creating goodwill amongst dubious fans faster than a tight end with a rape charge scoring a touchdown. <laughs> 
Now, Ben Affleck is returning as writer-director. So, put to rest those rumors that he and Matt Damon didn't write Goodwill Hunting. I think we all know now that only Matt Damon didn't write Goodwill Hunting. It's clear. <laughs> and Affleck is sporting a, a beard in this movie, so I'm ready to take him pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. You ever see Damon with a beard? Nope, no. Don't think so. Don't think so. Keep working on it. I bet it comes in all silky smooth. Isn't this his second beard? Wasn't Jennifer Lopez his first? Oh, 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 wow. Wow. See what I did there? Wow. That was nice. That, that, was, that was nice. That was impromptu. Yeah. That was improvisation. Right. Did you improv that? It was improv. It was improv, <laughs> yeah. Well, we expect a string of excellent films from Ben Affleck to continue until Jennifer Garner appears in one. This movie tells the amazing true story of a CIA officer who ran an actual covert operation to get U.S. hostages out of Iran in 1979 by posing as a Canadian film crew shooting a science fiction movie called Argo. Canadian. Even the fake movie's been outsourced to Canada. (laughs) Now, pretending to be a real movie is not new to Hollywood. Right, Born Legacy? But at least this one has the decency to use it to rescue some Americans, like that movie Rambo. I mean, like, Rambo, the movie. I mean, this is like the Rambo of movies about movies. In fact, I think it may be alone in holding that title. Will the film crew be able to get them out of Iran in this movie based on a historical event that we already know the end of? Who knows? The wait. I, I do, actually. I know. Well, don't tell uh, me. I haven't well, seen it Well, they yet. don't. But this still looks like <laughs> a really great ride that takes its cues from classic 1970s thrillers. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like uh, Wag the Dog meets An Innocence of Muslims. Wait, sorry. I didn't mean to any disrespect to the producers of Wag the Dog. Please, don't burn down Jerry's Deli on Ventura, okay? <laughs> there you go. Very nice. There's your preview of Argo. Bad Affleck, too. Well, he continues his Fuck You, I Am Talented tour. Yeah, right. By, because I had written him off oh, yeah. shortly after Goodwill Hunting. I still don't enjoy his acting. His Many acting still ago. gets in my... Yeah. In, except really? for except for Reindeer Games. It all just came together for him there. <laughs> I love Forces of Nature. Who's with me? It's like we all have one good novel what? in us. Oh. I enjoy Did a you? reference to Forces of Nature. <laughs> I I will Forces reference of Forces of Nature any day. I have no idea what it's about. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I loved it because Sandra Bullock had fabulous hair, and she was very goth, and she had all this dark makeup, and she had these things in her hair, and very sexy. Did she lean on him in the yes. poster? Yes. They just rotate that slot out, right? McConaughey drops in, and then... Was it the back-to-back lean, or it was, was it the, the front side lean. lean? Oh, it was the kind front lean? Kind of the front lean, lean. yes, yeah, <laughs> and her hair was all back here. Yeah, so they just good. say freeze, swap up Ben Affleck, put in Matthew McConaughey, yeah. freeze, take out Sandra Bullock, put in Kate Hudson, Kate freeze, Hudson, take yes. out But they Joe always Lopez. use the same model that they use from Pretty Woman, right? It's always the same girl's body. The same body? It's the same body. They just paste on a different That may, that may have broken ground in being the first leaning poster, I think. Oh. Leaning, le- but leaning back. Leaning back with so leaning up. back means they don't want to fall in love, but they ah. will. <laughs> yeah, that is what that means. <laughs> My back's Leaning love. forward means we would love to, but we can't. Like there's something like keeping I, us I'm from loving. Like I'm his boss. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I just want to go on record as saying that um, Sandra Bullock has cankles. What? Who I are think you? she does. Ugh. I, she's got some. Ergo. Ergo. Not very sexy. <laughs> but wait a minute. You what? Went, you are went, you an insane person? You went that far to find the fault, though. That, yeah. that says something. Yeah. That's such a kind well. Of thing. Karen had mentioned how. <laughs> That's a chaos. You know, pardon me for having standards. Cankles? Oh yeah. my god. Cankles are a deal breaker, my friend. Yeah, even on Sandra, Sandra Bullock. But no, I noticed them in uh, the Ryan movie she was in. Ryan yeah, was yeah oh, they swapped naked. him out. Ryan, yeah, they, they swapped uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> because she was his boss, and they had to lean yeah. back to back because mm-hmm. they didn't want to fall in love. 
No, she, no, she was leaning forward to him. I remember. You think she? She did. had his tie. She, yeah. she was like, I'm gonna fall. She was in, in charge. Love if you like Twenty dollars to whoever can tell me the name of that movie. The proposal. proposal. Oh come on. Dick check. Why yeah. do you know that? <laughs> that was a great movie. I'm a movie guy, and you know we're tortured by knowing way too much about way too well, many. Well, this is true. <laughs> and there's a very the good doggy actor in that movie. Yeah. Very Which good. one? And the proposal, the little doggy actors don't have the cachet they did in the '70s, like Benji and Lassie. No, they don't really have their own name. Just the little guy from. The artist, the but artist. that's what's giving me a one and out, right? Yeah. He's retired already. So, yeah, yeah, they don't stick around and have... They don't have a movie named after them. What was that dog's name? Oh, gosh. No, See? That's horrible, and Buckley, I love doggies. Teddy. Buckwheat, yes. Yeah. Buckwheat is <laughs> not his name. <laughs> good name for a dog, actually. Spanky the yeah, dog. Spanky. Guy. I'm all sad. Well, back to Argo. This is a movie that is uh, based on a declassified true story. So, Lee. Now, is oh, this, he's leaving. This movie's leaving. not directed by... Yeah, he's not going to have anything to do with this. He's like, I'm out of here. All That's right, well, weird. We had a whole sketch plan. I don't know. We have a guest coming, though, <laughs> that's so that'll be good. He's going to miss the guest. Yeah, that's Say la vie. What are you going to do? Is, is Argo directed by Olivia Megaton? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, son of a... I am not, not on that page uh, at all. It's, oh, it's Ben Affleck. Sorry, I it thought is. it might be Olivia Megaton. Oh, I had the... Uh, <laughs> of all Hold, the Megatons... Paul, you're so I impotent you three with your now. soundboard. Megaton. All right. Well, we were going to have a sketch. Sure, you said it twice. Megaton. I think even Karen said it once. <laughs> Olivier Megaton. All right. <laughs> it's our fault. There you go. So anyway. Yay! Well, well, it's too bad Lee isn't here. We were going to have this guest. Well, we want to know what exactly it means for a movie to be a true story, because Argo is is called a based on a declassified true story, which well, is a mouthful. That's cool. Uh, so... Uh, we brought in, I want to get the name right, Dr. Mitchell Marvin, a professor of film studies at Palmdale State University, here to explain to us what it means to have a movie that is based on a true story. And here he is. Thank you for being with us, Doctor. You can use those uh, headphones uh, do I put right these? there. Yeah, these, are these mine? Yep. Are these those are yours? ones? Yeah. You those talk right into the, uh, do I talk into that one? Right there. Oh, this, the, yeah. okay. Yes. Doctor, not so familiar. Well, I can hear my voice in this. Yes. Can you yes. hear my voice in that? Yes, I oh, can, Doctor. Oh, yes. Welcome good. to the show. Well, thank you. My pleasure being here. Oh no, I am I am single, Karen. Okay, all right. But I'm a doctor of filmology. Oh, yeah, we know. One of those. Ergo, ergo, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Palmdale State is that an accredited university? Dear God, no. But uh, <laughs> go gravel miners. Gravel miners. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, Palmdale State uh, University mascot. Huh? Yeah, oh. Good luck against the uh, plumbing. Uh, uh, the irrigators. We irrigators. got a, we got a big match <laughs> against the irrigators. <laughs> the you Lancaster ever, irrigators. Do you next ever week. play DeFry? De, oh, those pricks, man. <laughs> so Palmdale has sports teams. No, not exactly. We got a mascot though. We definitely got. Well, a mascot. we've gone that far. Yeah. Oh, oh but we um, we did just move into some nice office space in the industrial complex south of M Street, hmm. um, up there. So off the 14th. So. Um, out of the double wide into a real building. We're very excited oh, about that. Congratulations, if that is the retort. Nice facilities there. Oh, Paul, I don't have to tell you how sweet they are. We just got the VCRs put in. So, man, oh, that's, some, that's some technology. You, you <laughs> right, can look. watch any movie you want anytime. It's anytime? amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, get... we're talking about the idea of having movies that are based on true stories. Just what does that mean in your expertise? Yes. Uh, boats, as we like to call them. Boats. Huh? Boats. Yes. yes. Boats. I'm sorry? Based on a true story. Oh, oh with the little initials. Isn't that clever? Yeah. Did you come up with that? As a matter of fact, I did, Paul. Uh, it's a little something I'm hoping is going to catch on in the industry. I wouldn't I count on it. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, never mind. So, mm -hmm. boats, as you and only you call them, mm -hmm. 
Can you, what can you tell us about that? Well, Paul, uh, a lot of people aren't aware that there's an actual scale uh, issued by the Hollywood Bureau of Standards and Measures. And I think those people are in this room. Most <laughs> of them are in my classroom. <laughs> Amazing. So this scale actually can um, gauge a movie's, how might you say, truthfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a, it's like a spectrum of, of reality. So at, at one end, it's true story. Yeah. And then at the far other end is complete and total bullshit. Mm. So, oh. so uh, maybe the best way to do this would be a, an example. Um, Last Boy Scout, true story. Ron Howard's Apollo 13, complete and total bullshit. Okay. I, I think you have that backwards, yeah. Doctor. Yeah. No, no, Paul. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we landed on the moon, but uh, I do think Bruce Willis kicks ass. So, <laughs> so noted. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you: How does the audience know just how true a true story is? Well, that's one of the reasons you would go to um, Palmdale State University, enroll my class, and I'll teach you how to how to look for uh, little uh, truth nuggets, as I like to call oh, them. Nuggets gross. of truth. Yeah, they are. Uh, for well, again, maybe an example would help. Um, Last year's Oscar nominated 127 hours. Oh, yeah. yes. Now that was a true story, mm. and one of the reasons you know that it was a true story is because they left that part in where he has to drink his own pee. Mm. Yeah. yeah, see, that's just disgusting. That's, that's vile. Yeah, it's who who could think of a, something like that? It's just I mean, completely. Movies uh, famously don't show anybody peeing. Of course, that's as true as you it, get. Yeah. everybody yeah. pees. Every, I don't think you've seen a little movie called The Human Centipede. I'm sorry, Paul. Was it? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is actually why uh, <coughs> studios, Hollywood in general, they, they prefer the, the, the term based on a true story based. instead of a true story. It's like based on a true story. Okay. okay. So that's actually what we're trying to get at here. Something that is based on a true story. Just how true is that? Uh, yeah, true enough. You know, uh, go ahead and think about uh, you know, King's Speech, mm-hmm. uh, Social Network. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is that? Oh, Beautiful Mind. That's a great example. Now, these are movies that started out as true stories. But ended up profitable. Sure. So yeah, see how that happened. They made made money off. Well, that. now now I, I've seen movies that are say inspired by true events. That's that's they, they somehow were inspired, much like a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, inspired by the movie The Avengers. Somehow, yeah, like music that's inspired by the movie. I just you know, I've seen this. I've seen I'm. I'm sitting here, I'm Seal, I've seen Batman Forever, and I just got to go home and write. I'm just inspired. <laughs> but anyway, but for, for inspired on true, <laughs> true small, events. Small side note, though. Uh, in order to actually hear the music that's inspired by the movie, you have to sit through the credits. Uh, <laughs> that's disappointing. It's not actually going to be in the movie. Less inspirational yeah. once you have to wait till the end of the movie, the part that everybody's left the theater. Slightly less anyway. Batman and Robin. But you've actually, yeah. uh, I, I don't recall you being in my class, Adam, because that's a very astute observation. There is a level of truthfulness on the scale called inspired by true events. Inspired. Now, this is um, one step below based on a oh, true okay. story. So less. So it's less true. Okay. And basically all this category tells the audience is that somebody saw something that happened and it inspired him. And then they made a movie out of it. And, and the movie has no real obligation to tell you what events you're seeing are true, what happened to whom, when they happened, or how young Pocahontas really was. So, for example, Michael Moore makes really good use of Inspired by Truth. Well, his are documentaries, though. It's yeah. all truth, isn't They're- it? Yeah, but the stuff he films did happen, but maybe not to the people or at the time or in the place that he presents it. 
it just sounds really complicated then. Well, it gets a little confusing here because there is yet another degree of oh, truth on the scale. Less truthful? Yeah, so oh. based on true story, inspired by true events, and then we get to theorized about true musings concerning a story. Oh. You mean like porkies? You know, Karen, you, you jest, but actually that's a very good example of what I'm talking about. Porkies, you're kidding. Porkies. Porkies, yes. As a matter of fact, see, he theorized about true musings concerning a story uh, is when the director or writer goes, goes ahead and conducts all sorts of research and interviews and background checks and then discards that for a storyline that allows more tits. Well, there you go. It is Hollywood, so that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> It's a clever device. You've seen this before. And, and as a matter of fact, Porky's mm -hmm. was originally based on the murder of three civil rights workers down in Mississippi. Oh, so oh, oh. you can see where that plot line wouldn't have a lot of breasts. Well, you live, you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess they moved in a more profitable direction. No, tell me about it. No. Uh, so are there actually then, I'm writing it out, four levels of truthfulness to movies? Well, actually, Paul, there's there's even more than that. Good so word. we had true story based on a true story, yeah. inspired by true events, mm -hmm. theorized true musings concerning a story, and then we get down to made up about true events. Okay. Now, here is when the writer-director does no research, interviews nobody about an event we're all familiar with, and and then makes up his own story, you know. Um, oh, you mean like uh, like Citizen Kane or like uh, Inglorious Bastards, yes. right? Again, right? I swear, have you not? You, you took the online course. I took the air conditioning <laughs> course, but it was next uh, door to your finish, classroom. Yeah. And you could hear us through the walls. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, another example would be Mosquito Coast, but nobody wants to go back and make uh, sure. Oh, no, God, no, never, no one wants yeah, to. Yeah, not for its finest hour. Okay, so I never realized there were so many gradations of truth in movies. It looks like Hollywood has its own Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, what? sexy. <laughs> well, uh, actually, after that, the scale does kind of descend into a little bit of chaos. Um, the other two, next two categories are uh, As Told to Alex Haley, and then, of course, Based on the Novel Push by Sapphire. Hmm. So, okay. I think everything's concerned with the Push by Sapphire. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry has his own category. I'm, yeah, why are you surprised by that, Paul? <laughs> he has his own uh, theater at this point. Like, it's Thursday, you have to see a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. That's just how that works. And then after that, if I may continue, Karen. Yeah, yeah. If, if you don't want to learn, well, we then, might run out of time, know, but it, keep it, going. I can sorry, see how your class must be riveting. Education is a burden to you, um, <laughs> but uh, no. But after that, there are uh, a couple more categories that they kind of round out um, the, the scale. We have uh, based on the testimony of a guy who wasn't there. Um, <laughs> Rumored by an undisclosed source who supposedly knows someone involved. This is used quite a bit. And then, of course, uh, recounted to a forgetful person who has something against the person he's telling it to. And these, of course, all concern JFK. <laughs> Dr. Marvin Mitchell, everybody. So Thank do you. I just... Yeah, if you see Lee out there, don't okay. Yeah, to yeah, let, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, tell him Lee to get in here. We got a show to do. Go gravel right. miners. All right. Good All luck right. against State State. Thank you for coming. Now, also opening tomorrow, we got about five minutes here to talk about our last film. Uh, it opens on uh, October twelfth. It's Here Comes the Boom. Here comes the boom. Uh, and Lee, why don't you and I cover boom. this movie? Did it. I'd love to. <laughs> Here comes the boom. This is uh, <laughs> Kevin James. I'm sorry. I just saw a, oh. a very uh, attractive uh, physician out in the hallway. Yeah. He, he was here for our What's NPR What's the segment. thing on his head do? I can't. Well, I, whatever. I'll I ask him. You know what? It turns out it's covering up a very large mole. <laughs> Risking both bodily injury and a certain addiction to painkillers, Kevin James once again throws his body around for my entertainment. 
as a high school teacher who takes up MMA fighting. Makers of movies based on popular catchphrases have finally made their way down to Here Comes the Boom, which we hopefully does a lot better than last year's Things That Make You Go Hmm. In HCTB, as the kids are calling it. Kevin James once again nails Nobody's playing an it. overweight oaf. This time he plays a slacker teacher who finds his selfish pursuits interrupted by a school budget crisis. Uh-oh. The school is being forced to cut gym class. Football and even their glee club has been canceled due to an unfortunate a cappella performance of the Humpty Dance. And really, isn't every a cappella performance of the Humpty Dance? It's unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. Thank you. This movie school doesn't have even the budget for witty rejoinders from precocious kids, settling more often than not for the, I know you are, but what am I? With a cookie sale out of the question thanks to Michelle Obama's Healthy Kids program, the teacher decides to raise $50,000 for the school by doing the next logical thing. He trains in mixed martial arts to try and make a quick buck in the ultimate fighting circuit. Because why wouldn't you? Why do something that simple and obvious when a degree from Harvard in medicine could be so much more lucrative? One good reason to see this movie is that Kevin James overcomes the usual negative of being Kevin James. He gets buff and cut as he works his way through the cage fighting circuit and in a very modern twist brings the public school together to root for his bloodshed. And Henry Winkler, looking like Einstein, shows up seemingly like a guy who lives in a one-bedroom apartment above someone's garage. Unfortunately, not in that cool Fonzie kind of way, but in that sad, crazy old man way, where we charge him $20 a month just so he has a sense of independence. And Selma Hayek co-stars as James' potential girlfriend because, well, James wrote the screenplay. Oh, and that's my, how that works. And in what world is she living in a small town and single? I have to ask, what's her baggage? Kids? Crotrot? The Hiv? Nobody wants her. I just it's sad. Really stay away, away from me, Selma Hayek. I'm trying to run the beer drive-through here. <laughs> All right. There you have. Here comes the boom, ladies and gentlemen. It opens tomorrow. But I think we could uh, solve this one a lot faster, right? That is solved in ten seconds. I mean, this movie is trying to raise fifty thousand dollars for the school. Gee, that how could be you done do that? easier. Could be done faster, right? Uh, let's see, magazine sales, Big maybe? Sale. $12 candy bars. Window decorations. Calendars. Ooh, may I? Yes. The Selma Hayek wet t-shirt car wash. Car wash! Car wash. That's it. That is your winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I have another answer. The Selma Hayek bikini calendar. Yes. The Selma calendar! Hayek. <laughs> oh, wait, another one just came to me. The Selma Hayek wet t-shirt bake sale. Bake sale! <laughs> Uh, school, do you see the opportunity you missed yeah. here? You know what? So much less time. <laughs> yeah. Just get her yeah. out there. They would have like... Hose so her down. Many, it's, it, they would have so many more classes. They would have an entire wing. Oh, my the God, school yes. would have so New much New football money. field, everything. Lights at night. <laughs> it would night just games. The Selma Hayek wet t-shirt sports utility field. The Selma Hayek wet t-shirt uh, coral. Selma Hayek in a wet t-shirt getting peed on by Calvin decals for the back of your car. <laughs> I mean, they don't... Options uh, are limited. Buses. Limitless. 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 Well, it's uh, getting close to... <laughs> 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock? I was just going to say. 8 o'clock? <laughs> so uh, we're going to wrap this as, as episode of The Movie Guys. Uh, hey, but before we go, how are the debates going? We haven't been able to watch oh, yeah, those at all. One last update here. Oh, yes. Well, actually, Paul, uh, they've just completed the 187th lap. Biden is out front by two car lengths, and they're running under green. Everything is, of course, more exciting with a wong sound from Transformers, which I also have here. I wish a lot one of, of these of. movies would have been directed by Olivia Megathon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Olivia Megathon.
Hey, that's the movie, guys. Please check out themovieguys.net for everything crazy we got going on. There are videos to find there, uh, reviews, and movie news as well. Uh, stick around for Schmoes No Movies right here on the Toad Hop Network. And check us out every Thursday at 7 o'clock Pacific, and that's 10 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.